Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In part two of my free agent special, the 4th of July edition, we will cover the Western Conference, all the free agent movement, as well as trades that went down as well. So we'll break it all down. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so we are back with the All Things Basketball with GD podcast. And this episode, like the previous one, will be my 4th of July special edition. Free agency period is underway, so we'll talk about that. So we are covering the Western Conference now. Let's get into it. So like we did in the previous one, we're going alphabetically by team. So... We start off with the Dallas Mavericks in a great place to start. They re-signed Kyrie Irving to a three-year, $126 million contract. This is also with a player option. So it's two years, then the player option. You now sign Kyrie. He could have got a Supermax, guys, for five years and $290 million, but he takes this deal. Which, it seems like he's giving them a break, so to speak, in terms of length of years and amount of money. So he's leaving some money on the table. Basically, Mark Cuban has now given the keys to the franchise to Kyrie Irving. Whether it's a good thing or bad thing, we will soon see. It's reported that uh, Luka Doncic, his teammate, gave his blessing on the signing of Kyrie. So, seems like he signed off on it. Seems like things are good so far. It's early, so (laughs) I guess we'll see. But your pluses with Kyrie, you're getting a super talented point guard. So he's able to put up numbers. You know about his handles and so forth. So you're getting that. When he's healthy, this is what you're getting. Your minus is the healthy part or the available part. We know that he hasn't played over 65 games in a season. The last time he did it, 2018-19 season. Talking about going back about four or five years, guys. So you're pretty much rolling the dice here. Can he be happy in Dallas for the next three years? Can he be happy? It's a big question. He wasn't happy in Cleveland playing the Robin to... LeBron's Batman. He wasn't happy with that, so he left. Went to Boston. Stayed there two years. All signs pointed to him re-signing back with them. That didn't happen. He goes to Brooklyn. Gets his buddy Kevin Durant to join him in Brooklyn. The Brooklyn situation is a disaster. It's no way to sugarcoat it. And it didn't end well. So much so, he opted in, but wanted to be traded after a while. Initially, he wanted to be traded. Then he changed his mind. It was a mess. But in the end, he did end up getting traded to Dallas. Played those last 20 games in Dallas. And as I mentioned before, they were in 4th place in the Western Conference. They finished in 10th place. So, that's not a good look. So, we'll see. You'll get a full season of him. We'll see what happens with Dallas. I'm just giving you the history, guys. You know, that's his history. I can't sugarcoat it. I can't work around it. That's his history. So, will he be a changed man in Dallas? Time will tell. So, 
I'll just leave it at that. They do resign their big man, Dwight Powell. They signed him to three years at $12 million. So, seems like he's been in Dallas for a long time, guys, Dwight Powell. But he stays there for the next three years. They also sign Seth Curry, shooting guard out of Brooklyn, a teammate of Kyrie's. So, you have that familiarity there. Sign him to a two-year deal at $4 million plus. That's what is estimated. Dallas still needs size. They did draft big man out of Duke, Derek Lively the second. So you still need some size, guys. You didn't re-sign Christian Wood. He's still out there. So we'll see what you do in terms of size. That is the Dallas story. Let's move on to Denver, the defending world champions. They did re-sign point guard Reggie Jackson to a two-year, $10.25 million deal. So you have Reggie Jackson in the fold as a guy who can spell Jamal Murray over there. And then you also re-sign DeAndre Jordan, who was your backup center there. The terms to be announced, but he's staying there. They say he was invaluable in the locker room for that championship team. So they honor him by giving him a deal. So, you have those two guys in the fold. You lose, however, Bruce Brown. He goes to Indiana. And then Jeff Green is reportedly headed to Houston. So, you lose two valuable guys in the locker room. So, are there any other moves that Denver may make? We'll see. But uh, right now, that's all that's reported for the world champion Denver Nuggets. So, we'll see how that goes. Golden State Warriors... As predicted by myself, they re-signed Draymond Green. They signed him to a four-year, $100 million deal. So basically, he opted out, but he wanted the years and the money that goes with it. So he gets that four years at $100 million. So basically, you replaced the money that you were paying Jordan Poole, and now you're giving it to Draymond Green, which probably is the right thing to do. I know Jordan Poole is the younger player, but it seems the money situation kind of changed him a bit. We'll see what he does in Washington. I spoke about the Washington situation, but Draymond Green is a guy you keep in the fold. He's a leader. He's the emotional leader of that club, so you keep him on board, which you got to give Mike Dunleavy Jr., the GM over there, props for keeping Draymond in the fold. They do lose, however, Dante DiVincenzo. He goes to New York. I talked about that. They do sign guard Corey Joseph. They sign him to a one-year deal. So you see what happens there. Right now, guys, you got to integrate Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. These young guys here, they got to get into the rotation, guys, because sooner or later, you're going to have to make decisions on these young guys to extend their rookie contracts. You got to make these decisions. These are talented guys. You don't really got to feel for what they can bring to this ball club. So they have to be in a mix. Steve Kerr, you got to incorporate these guys into your rotation. You have to. To not do it is a dereliction of duty, which is what Tom Thibodeau did with OB Toppin. So you need to get these guys into a rotation to see what you have. And then, of course, you have the fit of Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and CB3, that three-headed guard rotation. So we'll see what becomes of that. So that is your Golden State story. 
Let's talk about Houston. Houston was very busy. Very busy, guys. They pick up the team option on Kenyon Martin Jr. at $1.9 million. But they then ship him out to the Clippers for a couple of future second round picks. So, I mentioned that when I talked about the Knicks. The fact that you have two guys here that the ball clubs pretty much gave up on in shipping them to other places. So, he'll get an opportunity with the Clippers. Because you know those guys over there between Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. You know they're going to be load managed, so you'll get to see a bit of what K.J. Martin can do. So, we'll see what he does there. But, let's talk about the additions for the Rockets. They signed point guard Fred Van Fleet from the Toronto Raptors at three years, $130 million, guys. That's big time money, guys. In fact, it is the largest contract for an undrafted player is what Van Fleet got. So, kudos to him, man. I salute him because for an undrafted guy, you know, the odds are stacked against you to come in and produce. And you see the fruits of it. He was part of that championship ball club over there with Toronto when they won it all. And he was an important part to that team. I say all that to say this. Houston made the right decision in bringing in a Van Fleet as opposed to a James Harden. This guy here is a winner. I know last year didn't look all that great with the ball club, but I think that was because he had a lot of odd fits over there. Van Fleet was not the problem over there, that's for sure. So he goes to this Houston situation here. I think he'll bring leadership over here. He's a guy who's been there, done that. So someone that the young guys can learn from. Along with Van Fleet, this is the one that knocked me out of my seat, guys. Dylan Brooks of the Memphis Grizzlies. Last time we saw him, he was in the playoffs poking bears, so to speak, a.k.a. LeBron James. Memphis said, you know, we're allowing him to become a free agent. He does that. He goes on the open market. And, guys, he, he gets him a bag, guys. Four years, $80 million. I was absolutely stunned to see Dylan Brooks get this kind of contract. Salute to him. I give him credit. I didn't think that kind of money was out there for him. You know, he's a guy. He can defend. He can get his offense. And I think that was kind of his complaint. That they forgot the fact that he's a guy who can give you offense. I think here in Houston, I think he'll get more of an opportunity to be a two-way player with Houston. I think so. When you're paying him this kind of money, I, you better get that. Props to Dylan Brooks, man. A lot of people wrote him off saying that, you know, he's a knucklehead. He's this and that. But I tell you what, I think M.A. Aduka, I think he'll be able to pull out the good in Dylan Brooks and be able to utilize that with this team. So, uh, again, this deal absolutely floored me. But, hey, the man getting his bag. So, can't hate on him for that. Center Jock Landale. They got him from Phoenix, a solid backup center, four years, $32 million. So he'll be a guy who backs up Alperin Sagoon, the young center over there. So I think this is a brilliant signing, uh, kind of a low-key signing, kind of along the likes of last year when the Knicks got Isaiah Hartenstein. I think it's that kind of deal. 
where you get a solid backup and a young guy as well. So props to Jock. And then uh, it's reported that Jeff Green is coming over there as well from Denver. Of course, the world champions. Not sure of the terms of the deal, but he comes there also. And word has it that they're acquiring Patty Mills. Patty Mills, last we saw him, was at the Brooklyn Nets. So you get a three-point shooter there and Mills. So they got him via trade. You got these veterans now to incorporate with the young talent there. Guys like Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, Alperin Sagoon, I talked about him, Kevin Porter Jr., and Terry Eason. So, and not to mention their draft pick as well, one of the Thompson twins, Asar Thompson. So, you have your young talent and you blend in the veterans in with that. So, M.A. Aduka. Looks like he wants this team to be in the playoffs next year. So it'll be interesting to see. I know a lot of people are deeming the Lakers as the winners in free agency. But I tell you what, look out for Houston. I think they're not going to be that doormat that they've been the past few years. I think they're, I wouldn't say contenders, but I think they're on the way up. So that's the Houston story. Then we move on to the L.A. Clippers. They resign both Russell Westbrook. They signed him at two years, $7.8 million. We just talked about Fred Van Vliet getting the largest contract for an undrafted player. With Russell Westbrook, this is the biggest payroll drop in NBA history, they say. Remember, he was getting the $47 million. Now he drops to not even in that neighborhood to now getting $3.4 million a year. So that's a significant drop in pay. But, you know, Westbrook, he likes the situation there with the Clippers. He was able to be himself. So I think you're going to see a motivated Russell Westbrook in this situation. And a motivated Westbrook is bad news for his opposition. So let me say that. And then also they resigned Mason Plumlee to a one-year $5 million deal. You get to solidify your center situation. And then, of course, you acquire K.J. Martin from Houston. I just spoke about him. So you get a young forward over there. Of course, there's the load managing that you do with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So he's a guy who can step in. So you did yourself favors in that regard. You did waive Eric Gordon. So you're not on the hook for his $21 million contract. So I'll talk about Eric Gordon in a minute. But now the Clippers are in the James Harden and the Dame Lillard trade sweepstakes. So they count themselves as being in the running in both of those situations. The cost, the cost will probably be a Norman Powell, Marcus Morris, probably a Robert Covington, perhaps a Terrence Mann. And other pieces. I doubt if it's a Kawhi. I doubt if it's a Paul George. I think they just want to get themselves a big three over there. So I would keep a close eye on the Clippers. In both of those situations. Again, talked about it when I talked about Philly. I don't know why you want to get in the James Harden sweepstakes there. The guy's track record just doesn't look good. Whereas Dane... I know he wants to go to Miami, but L.A. Clippers is not a bad second option. I'm just saying, you got a fine coach over there in Ty Lue. 
then it would ask the question, what do you do now with a Westbrook if you bring in a Dame Lillard? I guess Westbrook would go back to the bench like he did it with the Lakers. You cross that bridge when you get to it. So, nonetheless, they're in both sweepstakes. We'll see what happens there. Speaking of the Lakers, let's talk about them. Again, everybody's saying that they won free agency. They were able to re-sign their guys, guys like Rui Hachimura. He got a three-year contract for $51 million. Austin Reeves, a guy who could have probably netted himself on the open market about $100 million in contract. The Lakers get him back four years at $54 million, which seems like a steal, guys. Yeah, so they were able to get him at a fraction of the cost that a lot of people initially thought. So Austin Reeves, he gets this little nice bag. Sure, he's happy about that, that's for sure. And then D'Angelo Russell, he stays at two years, $37 million. So they said, you know what, let's run it back with Russell. Now that he's got a feel for this roster here with LeBron there with an AD and the rest of those guys. So maybe this will help him because he had a pretty uneven playoffs. He had some good days. He had some bad days. So now that he's pretty much gotten a taste, maybe you'll see a better showing in next year's playoffs. We'll see. But they brought him back and at a pretty good price, I would say. Also, they add Gabe Vincent from the Miami Heat. Add him at three years, $33 million, which that looks like a steal for what he did in the playoffs, guys. This is a guy that's going to come in and definitely help your roster, that's for sure. And then they got a young big in Jackson Hayes from the New Orleans Pelicans. They got him on a two-year deal. I think this could be a, one of those low-key moves that pays off. You also keep a Jared Vanderbilt, so you got him in the fold also. Hey, I take my hat off to the Lakers. They, they were able to keep their guys and add talent. Oh, forgot. They also added Cam Reddish from the Portland Trailblazers. Now, Cam is still folks in the Cam Hive that thinks the world of this kid. This is his fourth team now. And I think I mentioned it to my boy D, of course. You know, we, we talk basketball. And talk about how it was once thought in that draft that he would be the guy out of those Duke guys, Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett, that he would be the one who ends up in the long run being the better pro. That has not been the case, guys. He's bounced around quite a bit. And this is his fourth team. So you got to wonder... It's not the team. It must be the player. It's something that he's not doing. But, you know, he's going to get a shot here with the Lakers. He'll be around this professional organization here. And we'll see what happens. Darvin Ham, I know, is not going to let up on him. We'll see. You know, he, he he's either going to sink or he's going to swim. So, we'll see what happens with him, guys. Again, the Lakers load up for Bear. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the health of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. It's going to come down to that. Probably going to want to load manage LeBron, who is 38 now and rising. So you definitely want to manage his time. And then Anthony Davis, you know, you know his injury history. So we don't even need to go in that route. But, you know, Lakers look good. They look good. I, I, there's no denying it. They look good on paper. So, we'll see what happens with them. 
Moving on to Memphis. The Memphis Grizzlies, they do the smart thing. Desmond Bain, he resigns to the rookie max at five years, $207 million. I tell you what, man, Desmond Bain has been a very, very good player for them. So now you have the nucleus of Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., and of course, Job ja Moran. That's a solid nucleus, guys. They also pick up the team option on Xavier Tillman. Solid forward, big man there at $1.9 million. So you, that's something you definitely have to do for his contribution to that team. Now, this one I kind of predicted also. They signed Derrick Rose to a two-year contract. When I talked about the Knicks not picking up the team option on Derrick Rose, I said he could go one of two places, either Chicago or Memphis. And turns out he goes to Memphis, where he played basketball under John Calipari over there with the University of Memphis. Derrick Rose goes back home, so to speak, where he played college ball. And he fills an immediate need, guys. Remember, John Moran, he's going to be out to 25 games. So you already have a Marcus Smart. So you're going to need a backup, a solid backup. And Derrick Rose can be that, provided he still has gas in the tank. It seemed like he does. So I think coming back to a place he's familiar with as far as the Memphis community goes so i think you're going to see a motivated derrick rose you know he's a guy i root for he's come such a long way he was such a great help to the knicks even last year guys even with him not playing he was still a mentor to the young guys so definitely rooting for him to have a fine season over there with memphis that's your memphis story let's move on to minnesota speaking of rookie maxes anthony edwards he resigns his Five years, $260 million. So your cornerstone pick is now locked and sealed for the next five plus years. So definitely a kid that's on the rise. He's a rising star in the game. I just love his attitude about the game. He wants to be out there on the floor. He doesn't want to miss games, guys. He wants to be in there fighting. Definitely a guy you want to build your franchise around. It looks like, like I mentioned previously, Carl Anthony Towns looked like they're going to run it back with him and Rudy Gobert to see what those two guys can do together, being that Carl Anthony Towns missed a lot of time last season, so they're going to run it back. They do sign, however, guard Shake Milton, who they got from the Sixers, to a two-year, $10 million contract. And they also signed forward Troy Brown, who was last with the Los Angeles Lakers, in terms of his contract to be announced. So Minnesota adding some pieces and, of course, locking in their cornerstone player. Then we move on to the New Orleans Pelicans. They re-sign Herb Jones, the forward over there, to a four-year, $54 million deal. So you keep a guy like Herb Jones, a two-way player, somebody who definitely you want to be a part of your program over there. And also they sign Cody Zeller, who was with the Miami Heat. They sign him to a one-year, $3.1 million deal. You have a nice backup center for Jonas Valachunas over there. So you solidify that situation, especially with you losing Jackson Hayes. But guys, at the end of the day, you need a healthy Zion Williamson. 
you need him healthy, you need him for pretty much a season. Despite all the off-court nonsense, you need him locked and loaded and ready to be on that court come opening day. So hopefully we'll get to see that. Moving on to the Oklahoma City Thunder. They acquired Victor Oladipo from Miami. They got him via trade. They do sign EuroLeague player Vasilia Mikis, a player out of the EuroLeague, and signed him to a three-year, $23.5 million deal. So you get the foreign player over there. From what I hear, he's supposed to be the goods. So we'll see what happens there. Also, a healthy Chet Holmgren will definitely help this situation over there with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And looks like he's already played in Summer League. Summer League is underway, by the way, guys. I forgot to mention that. But having him healthy will help. A guy like that will take a huge load off of Shai Gilkis Alexander, as well as Josh Giddy. Jalen Williams and those guys there. So Oklahoma City Thunder getting a healthy Chet Holmgren will be like a great addition for this ball club that made the play in, but they want to be on the way up, guys. So we'll see what happens with them. The Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns. A lot of people are going gaga over what the Phoenix Suns did. I don't know if I'm in that camp. They do resign a guard like Damian Lee to a two-year deal with a player option. Also, they resign Josh Okoji. They also sign forward Utah Watanabe from the Brooklyn Nets. Sharpshooter for them. Also, they sign Drew Eubanks from the Portland Trailblazers to a two-year deal with a player option. Also, Keita Bates-Diop, who was last with the San Antonio Spurs. Sign him to a two-year, $5 million deal with a player option also. And then, remember I talked about Eric Gordon being waived by the Clippers. The Phoenix Suns pick him up. Two years, $6 million with a player option. So you have all these guys. A lot of them can shoot from three. They're already talking about the efficiency from three that you get with Kevin Durant, as well as Bradley Beal, as well as Devin Booker. So... So it seems like this is going to be a team that's locked and loaded from three-point range. So I still say you got to be able to stop people in this league. You got to be able to play defense. So maybe Frank Vogel's trying to run people out the gym as far as three-point shooting and so forth. But, you know, you live by the three-point shot, you die by it. So you better hope these guys are on. Nonetheless, a lot of people are going crazy over, you know, what they did. I don't think what they did supersedes what the Lakers did. I don't even think it supersedes what Houston did. And you got a lot of guys there who you may have to load manage too. So there's that situation. But nonetheless, you still have a DeAndre Ayton there. How happy he'll be in this new situation of Frank Vogel, we'll see. But I'm not on the Phoenix train as of yet. Even with all that talent that's over there. Then we talk about the Portland Trailblazers. This is one I've been waiting to talk about. Here's how it broke down. They wanted them to trade their third pick in the draft for veteran help. But in all honesty, what veteran you're going to get that can warrant you trading a third pick in the draft for? That trade wasn't out there, guys. So the GM over there, Joe Cronin, did the wise thing. 
I'm sure he would have liked to have picked Brandon Miller, but that opportunity wasn't given to him because the Charlotte Hornets at two took Miller. So now he takes Scoot Henderson. The book on him, a pro-ready point guard. They say he compares a lot to Russell Westbrook. So you have a guy there who's going to be your lead guard. You already have a Dame Lillard there. And I said in my analysis of Scoot Henderson and what Portland did that this isn't going to make Dame happy. That's for sure. So he kept quiet. So free agency begins. Portland Trailblazers. They re-signed Jeremy Grant at five years, $160 million. So you're paying a big price to keep Jeremy Grant there. After that, Dame and his people have a meeting with GM Joe Cronin, and it comes out that he wants a trade out of Portland. But here's the whole thing. Dame's preference is Miami. Portland does not like what Miami have to offer. They don't want a package where the highlight player is Tyler Hero. They don't want that. You know what they would like, but it won't happen? Bam out of Bayou. They would like him to be the highlighted player coming back in a Damian Lillard deal. But that's not going to happen, guys. That's just not going to happen. And furthermore, Dame expressed wanting to play alongside Bam out of Bayou. So that puts that to bed. Here's the whole thing, though. Dame, you're not really in a position. First of all, you don't have a no trade clause in your contract. So they can send you anywhere. So there's that dynamic. And then, you know, you're the one that wants out, so you hope that they do right by you, send you to a situation where it's not a lateral move. So, you know, somewhere that's the team is a contender. Somewhere, like Miami would be nice, but I think you'll have to involve other teams in order for Portland to get what they want. So that makes it a bit complicated, but it's possible to be done. I'm not saying it's impossible. It is possible, but you're going to have to get other teams involved. In terms of teams that's in the mix, I still say Miami has a shot if they can get creative. Also in the mix, I think the Philadelphia 76ers, I think they are in the mix. In fact, (laughs) I think you can get really crazy and they can kind of rid themselves of James Harden in the process. Not saying straight up Dane for Harden because I definitely think Joe Cronin doesn't want that. I think he's more in line to get maybe like a big man, maybe a forward. I don't think he wants a definitely not another point guard because you already got Scoot Henderson over there. You have Anthony Simons over there who can play actually either guard position. You have the contract of a Tobias Harris. I don't think that's going to be the end-all, be-all. I think you're going to have to add more to that package. Maybe a Tyrese Maxey who you already said you're not signing to a rookie extension. Not off the top. So you can send him along with Tobias Harris, some picks. You can do that. Yeah, you just have to get creative, guys. And then you also have the Clippers that's in the mix. I mentioned the guys that you can use in a package. I'm not sure what they have in terms of draft picks because you're pretty much dried up that well. So there's that dynamic. Brooklyn, I don't understand how Brooklyn's in the mix here, but a lot of people are talking about Brooklyn. I don't know if that gets it done unless a Cam Johnson is coming back as one of your prime players. Then there's the San Antonio Spurs. I've been hearing their name bandied about. 
but any deal with them is going to have to begin with Keldon Johnson. So you have that. And I'm sure Dean would not be happy. You know, you are playing with a, what everybody's calling a generational talent like Victor Wimbayama. But I think you would want to keep a Keldon Johnson there as well. So, yeah, it's going to be a process. I don't think it's something that could be done overnight. I think it's going to have to be worked through. I tell you what, guys. I think we can get into the month of August and not have a deal for Dame in place yet. I could be wrong, but I think it's going to take some time. And listen, he's under contract, guys. So it's not beholden to Portland to force a trade when they don't want to make a trade. Well, I'm sure they probably want to by now, but they're going to do what's best for them. That's it at the end of the day. So, So that is your Portland situation. Couple of more teams, guys, and then we're through. The Sacramento Kings, they signed DeMontis Sabonis to a contract extension at five years, 217 million guys. So you keep a cornerstone guy like Sabonis in there, who was a vital part of their resurgent last year. So you keep him in the fold. You also re-sign Harrison Barnes at three years, 45 million. That's a reasonable contract, guys, at $15 million a year. And he was a part of what they did last year as well. So he's a guy who fits in there. He doesn't have to have X amount of shots. He's a guy who fits their culture. So, hey, you get to keep a guy like that and not have to break the bank to do it, you do it. So kudos to them for that. They re-signed Trey Lyles, who they got in a mid-season trade deadline deal. They keep him at two years, $16 million. So he's a guy who, you know, he's a backup, but he's able to fill either forward spot, more power forward and center, actually. So Trey Lyles, he stays there. Also, you sign the EuroLeague MVP, Sasha Benzinkoff. And you sign him to a three-year, $20 million deal. So from what I understand, this kid is a sharpshooter. So you definitely could use that on your roster. You get a guy like that. Hey, listen, you can't go wrong with that. So we'll see how his game from the EuroLeague translates to the NBA. You still have your core guys over there. De'Aaron Fox over there. Keegan Murray and so forth. So... Sacramento will be a fly in the ointment for many years to come under Mike Brown. And then your last team, the Utah Jazz. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not sure what the Utah Jazz is doing. Maybe they're just accumulating talent and seeing where it goes from there. They acquire John Collins from the Atlanta Hawks. He's a power forward. You could probably slide him to center in small ball. But you get him via the trade. You also extend Jordan Clarkson. This is a smart thing to do because he had a terrific year. Three years, $55 million. And then you pick up the option on Talon Horton Tucker. The team option at $11 million. And he was a solid, solid piece for you last year. Also, I forgot to mention, they're sniffing around about Dame Lillard. So I don't think Dame would be too thrilled going to Utah, but... You know, Utah's doing some things over there. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out, again, you know, you bring in a John Collins, so I guess you're going to slide Laurie Market into the small forward and have John Collins play the power. But you just drafted a guy in Taylor Hendricks. 
So, again, I'm not sure what's going on over there, guys. But, hey, I guess Danny Ainge is just accumulating talent and letting the chips fall where it may. So, But they are sniffing around about Dame Lillard to see if these other teams can't bring to you what you want. Utah has the assets. They have the draft capital. Much of it they got from the Minnesota Timberwolves, plus their own draft picks. So they have the draft capital. They have some pieces to move. Maybe you could put Collins uh, in a move to go over there. So, hey, listen, Danny Ainge is a guy who's, he's like that guy in chess who's thinking like three or four moves ahead. So maybe that's his thinking with acquiring John Collins. Who knows? The Utah Jazz doing some stuff over there. I guess at the end of the day, we'll figure out what they're doing. Nonetheless, that is it, guys. So I am done with this. I'm sure there'll be more deals coming down the pike, so we'll see what happens there. I do want to do a WNBA midseason sort of look at the league, and then also the aftermath of the All-Star game. I definitely want to talk about that. So there'll be some content coming up, guys. Not as much, though, because, you know, again, the league right now is in summer league, so I'm not breaking down summer league games like that you know if there's some interesting stories that break out of summer league sure i'll mention it but i'm not going overboard over summer league but the WNBA, i do want to cover because there's a lot that's going on over there that needs to be talked about so all right guys so i'm done all things basketball with gd.com that's the website youtube i'm there all things basketball gd also on your platforms, whether it be Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the major ones, I'm there. Apple Podcasts as well. Also on social media, TikTok, IG, Facebook, Twitter. Although Twitter get on my nerves sometimes, but I'm over at Twitter, LinkedIn. I'm all over the place. All right, guys. So that is it. Once again, I thank you for listening, and we will talk soon. Take care. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal, and that email is thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. Also on my Anchor page, I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast. I'm on all the major platforms like Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also, you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So, once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. And take care and be safe.